0: Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, Dolphins fans, and welcome to this Tuesday, April 27th, 2021 edition of Locked On Dolphins. I am your host, Kyle Krabs, managing editor of USA Today's Dolphins Wire, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan. Set for draft week with my friends at the Draft Network, we have live streaming coverage today, tomorrow, Thursday, building up to the draft, Friday during the day, and then we have live streaming coverage of all three days of the NFL draft. So if you want to hear my opinions in real time as to what the Dolphins are doing, that's where you got to check us out. But listen, today was too good of an opportunity to take a stroll around the rumor mill. We are hot and heavy, I know. Hashtag smokescreen season. I get it. But this is the time of year, the Monday slash Tuesday before the draft, that all the heavy hitters come out of the woodwork, all the guys who have long been entrenched in the business, some of the best sources, connections, they'll give you good nuggets. But you just got to wait for it. One of those guys is Peter King. So Peter King dropped his Football Morning in America column, weekly column, uh, over at Pro Football Talk with NBC Sports. And Peter, every he hates mock drafts. He'll tell you he hates mock drafts. But he dropped a mock draft, his only mock draft of the season. And what I want to do is I want to walk through Football Morning in America, talk about some of the nuggets, some of the whispers we're hearing, and uh, some fun nuggets pertaining to the Dolphins along the way. So, without further ado, uh, the first thing that is relevant to the Dolphins here, uh, is that the Dolphins took part in ruining the trade market uh, near the top of the draft. This This is bullet point number two in Peter's opening segment. Trades near the top of the draft could be limited this year. This is direct reading from Peter King's Football Morning in America. 49ers ruined the trade market. By trading two ones to move nine spots, said one general manager. San Francisco to go to 12 to three in the first round gave Miami two future ones and a three. Kudos on Miami for jumping on that because the perception across the league is that was such an outrageous overpay that uh, the Dolphins uh, reaped such great benefits that nobody else is going to be trading, and, the, and very few teams will be trading, I should say. Uh, ironically enough, uh, that is compounded by number three, which is that a record number of teams want to go down," said one GM trying to move down from the twenties. So while it is interesting that Miami paid a premium to jump back up from twelve to six, and you know all reports, Dolphins beat report, national draft analysts, myself, anybody who's plugged in, the general consensus is the Dolphins are. Their number one target at six is Kyle Pitts. Whether or not he makes it there is completely at the mercy with what happens with the Atlanta Falcons at number four. Because Cincinnati's not taking Kyle Pitts. Cincinnati, I would say right now, 80% confidence drafting Jamar Chase. Which means Penny Sewell will be there for the Dolphins at six as well. But I'm going to just tell you guys, stop trying to make Penny Sewell happen. Because you're going to get heartbroken on Thursday. I would say with 90% confidence, 99% confidence, the Dolphins are not drafting Penny Sewell at number six. They're going to draft a pass catcher. And that may mean they would trade away from drafting Penny Sewell, slash, whoever else is on the board. If the order went pits at four, chase at five, Dolphins, then you have to entertain potentially moving down. But at what cost? Miami gave up a 1, and flip the 4 for a 5 to go up from 12 to 6. Do you move down to 9 or 8, and what do you get? Do you just get a 3? Is that enough? Do you feel okay with that? Do you have regrets? I know Chris Greer said, we'll have no regrets. We, we made these moves in compound. Uh, but these are all things that like kind of have to be on the radar. Peter King, for what it's worth, does not have the Dolphins trading out of 6. He has them drafting at six, and he indeed has Kyle Pitts at four, Jamar Chase at five, and he has the Dolphins drafting. Drum roll, please. Jalen Waddle, wide receiver, Alabama, much like Dame Brugler of the Athletic alluded to on Sunday night. I'll read you the analysis from Peter King. Amazing, really, to see the incredible receiver depth at Alabama. Waddle started nine games in three years at Alabama, i projecting him sixth overall. Over a two-year period, history will show four Alabama receivers top- picked in the top 15, Ruggs, Joodle, Waddle, and Devontae Smith. Here's where it gets good. Nick Saban compares Waddle's competitiveness to Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan, and that is music to the ears of feisty Brian Flores. This pick is not only about adding a top receiver to the group of Will Fuller, Preston Williams, and Devontae Parker, but giving Tua Tagovailoa a truly fair chance to show he's a franchise long-term quarterback in 2021. This is a common sense pick, unless GM Chris Greer believes Penny Sewell is a generational tackle. Sewell then goes on to get drafted by the Lions at seven. This is continuing to be overwhelming consensus, and the Dolphins took everybody for a ride last year, right? Uh, I think the difference is instead of getting to choose between just two players, Intuitangavello and, and Justin Herbert at five and six who were both going to be there at five, and, and Herbert ends up going six, there's more combinations. But if you think back to last year, there was the Tua train, and then it was the trade-up for Joe Burrow train, and then it was the tag-a-tackle-and-draft-Jordan-Love-later train, and then it was the Herbert train, and then we're back on the Tua. So, like, they've put you through the whirlwind. They've put you through the ringer. Miami's going to be more at mercy this time around because they chose long-term asset benefits. They're going to be more at the mercy of the teams in front of them than what they were last year. But the momentum from anybody and everybody who is plugged in has the Dolphins drafting Waddle over Devontae Smith. If you are not sure if that is a good thing or not, make sure... You listen to the Pros and Cons of Drafting Jalen Waddle podcast, which went up three weeks ago on the the show. You can also check out Drive Time with Travis Wingfield. Uh, Travis and I sat down for two hours and did content regarding uh, the 2021 NFL Draft in the Miami Dolphins. It is phenomenal. Make sure you check it out. Football season may be over, but BetOnline still has plenty of sports betting action for you with NBA, MLB, and NHL all in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality television with real-time updated odds and props on just about anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all of the news scores and odds and is the best way to place your bets, plus it's free to sign up. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LockedOn. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. This year, the Locked On Podcast Network is partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft Live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts, including yours truly. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page. Check out the Draft Network social channels, brinks.tv. There are no shortage of ways to engage, watch, and interact with us for a live three-day set of coverage from April 29th to May 1st. So we've set the table for Miami potentially drafting Jalen Waddle, but what about at 18 for Peter King? Has a significant amount of resources across the league, Peter King has the Dolphins drafting a pass rusher at 18. That falls in line with a lot of the momentum, as we've mentioned on the show, much like last year, it became Dolphins looking for quarterback and offensive tackle with their first two picks. Now it's Dolphins looking for pass catcher and defensive end. Peter King has the Dolphins drafting Jalen Phillips out of Miami. I think it is interesting that he has them drafting Jalen Phillips in spite of the presence of quitty pay from Michigan still on the board. So it's more of the boom or bust here for Peter King. Here's what he had to say. Complicated case here. Phillips once quit football after a spat of injuries at UCLA. Transferred to Miami where he had a great season. He loves music. Some scouts think it's his passion more than football, but his quickness and power around the edge have seduced some evaluators. One general manager told me he's the best defensive player in this draft. If you have listened to this podcast, sidebar, you would know... I agree with that sentiment from that general manager. Jalen Phillips' tape was the best tape in 2020 for any defensive prospect in in the draft. Two other notes from Peter King. As 10 general managers, their top four edge rushers, and it's likely none of them will have the same order regarding Phillips. My opinion, after talking to a few people who know him, is that he and Chip Kelly were so oil and water at UCLA that it affected his love of the game, and that's been rekindled since in spades at Miami. So that's one of the things that you have heard about Jalen Phillips is uh, his departure from UCLA and the medical retirement and the transition into music and then coming back from that and uh, where does he sit on the, the fence. And players are allowed to have interests outside of football. I don't know if you saw it, but uh, speaking of, of musicians for the Miami Dolphins, Isaiah Wilson just dropped himself a, a five- or six-song EP if you're interested in that sort of thing. Uh, not my cup of tea. Perhaps it's for you check it out. Uh, That's, of course, the worst case scenario, right? Is Isaiah Wilson signs his contract, uh, gets paid his signing bonus, completely aloof, uh, gets rolled up in a lifestyle, and uh, his football becomes a non-priority for him. Nothing that I've gotten from Jalen Phillips gives me that sense at all. And I've also had a chance to talk to a few people who are familiar with that situation at UCLA and I would say Peter King's assessment is probably an accurate one as far as that split. So now it's just, okay, do you trust him to play through the concussions and stay healthy? But Jalen Phillips at 18 is a home run. I just went on the Alex Dono show uh, yesterday, and Dono had somebody who told him to ask me what my dream scenario was for Miami. I said, Kyle Pitts, if he's there, if not, give me Jalen Waddle, and then give me a pass rusher either Quitty Pay or Jalen Phillips at 18. And lo and behold, that's where Peter King comes out. If that's the haul for the Dolphins, you got a splash difference maker on day one on both sides of the football. Explosive playmakers. That is one of the missing links for this Dolphins team. Everybody's sturdy, reliable, but the athletic profiles aren't necessarily the sexiest. The ability to make impact plays, you're relying on coaching a little bit too much to make those things happen. Not with these guys. Not with these guys on the field. That is a super exciting proposition for us as Dolphins fans to potentially walk out according to one of the most plugged-in guys in all sports media because he's been doing this forever, Jalen Waddell and Jalen Phillips. But it does come with a cost, so you better be ready to hold on to your butts, as Samuel Jackson said at Jurassic Park, because two running backs do go in Peter King's first round of his mock draft. Travis Etienne to the Buffalo Bills at number 30, and Najee Harris at 24 to the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's one of the worst-kept secrets in football right now. Pittsburgh seems to think this is the kind of guy that they need that's going to change The dynamics of their offense, never mind the fact that they need offensive linemen. So, this would leave just Javante Williams on the board, entering into the second round. You have Jacksonville, probably not going to be on their radar. He's too much like what they have in James Robinson. You have the Jets, maybe but unlikely, I think there's a reasonable chance that if the board breaks this way, the Dolphins could see Javante Williams there for them on the board at 36. That, of course, uh, is a change based off of what I had said if you've missed the last couple weeks of the show. uh, A couple weeks ago, I had mentioned I had been told at least one team picking in the back, eight to 10 picks of the first round. Really, really loved Javante Williams, and I was skeptical that he'd make it out of the first round. Well, in that time since, that team has since made some transactions at running back, and it appears as though that is no longer in the cards. So that predictably is something that we could see come into play. RockAuto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high quality service online for the last 20 years. So whether you're looking for engine control modules or brake parts or taillights, motor oil, or even new carpet, rockauto.com has everything you need in one easy-to-navigate catalog, and in just a few clicks, you can get everything delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, prices are the same at rockauto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit rockauto.com for all of your auto parts needs, and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all of the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Get all of the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on all of the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on Odyssey or wherever you get your podcasts. So what does the rest of the week look like for us here on Locked On Dolphins? Tomorrow, we're going to do the big board experiment. I'm taking all the primary positions of need that we did the big boards on, and we stacked them into tiers one, two, and three, and I'm going to create the board for the Miami Dolphins. My personal Dolphins-specific draft board at each of the Dolphins' primary positions of need. We'll read through it. We'll talk about the top tiers. We'll talk about some combinations that we can find along the way. And then Thursday is a final, predictive, seven-round Miami Dolphins NFL Draft. Friday, we are recapping the first round of the 2021 NFL Draft. We will regroup, recoup. And we will talk then on Monday about the entirety of the Dolphins draft class. And we'll go from there. Uh, You will be seeing plenty of me on the Draft Network live streaming coverage. I will have the daily podcast. I will be over at Dolphins Wire. It's going to be one hell of a week. So you're going to want to make sure you stay plugged in. But to leave things off today, what I would like to do is a little bit of a mock draft roundup. We talked about Peter Kings. It's a big deal for Peter because it's the only one he ever does. But I want to talk about some more insider whispers and just kind of go through some Dolphins mock drafts for the first round to get a little bit of a consensus on where everybody is thinking entering this week's draft of what the Dolphins are going to do. The latest today from CBS Sports has the Dolphins drafting Jamar Chase and Najee Harris. So again, we're all over the board, but I think it's important to see who is reporting what. Uh, Rhett Lewis of NFL Network also reporting Jamar Chase at 6 for the Dolphins and at number 18 projecting Gregory Rousseau, who is in a curious amount of first-round mock drafts for this week, uh, which makes me think perhaps I was misguided and misplaced with my projection that he would indeed slip down the ranks. Chad Reuter of NFL.com. Just dropped Jamar Chase at 6 for the Dolphins, and at 18 Jalen Phillips. So it's all the same positions. It just happens to be a matter of who is projecting whomst to be where. Sporting news, latest Dolphins mock draft. Jalen Waddle at six because Chase and Pitts were gone. And Quiddy Pay at 18. So the general momentum right now continues. The pendulum swings. Let's head over to our good friends over at thedraftnetwork.com. They put out a bunch of predictive mocks, including Benjamin Solak and Trevor Sykema, both of which have scored well historically in, uh, outlet is called The Huddle Report, their predictive mock draft series. I work with both guys. Uh, so we have some of these conversations. Trevor Sykema, Jalen Waddle at 6, Quitty Pay at 18. The consensus you could see starting to form here as far as what this is going to look like. Benjamin Solak, predictive mock over at thedraftnetwork.com. Dolphins at 6, drafting Jalen Waddle, And at 18, Benjamin Solak has the Dolphins drafting Jalen Phillips. So, put the running back thing on ice. Put the Penny Sewell thing on ice. Almost all of the Dolphins mock drafts that did not have them taking Jamar Chase Pene Sewell was on the board and the Dolphins still going pass rusher. That's in line with what I hear. You hear a lot of that on the timeline these days. The Pene Sewell thing's probably not going to work out. Neither is the Najee Harris at 18 thing. But the challenge is if you pass on Najee at 18, I don't think you sniff him again. So you as a Dolphins fan, just comfort yourself with that idea. There are more backs available. Javante Williams is just as physical between the tackles. Travis Etienne is just as good of a pass catcher and arguably more explosive without as good a vision. And this seems to be the trend of the Dolphins as an organization. They're not going to use premium picks on non-premium positions. Now, maybe they'll make a hard left turn and throw us off for a loop. But as things currently stand, that's what the tea leaves tell us and we should begin to mentally prepare ourselves for a pecking order of preference for the Dolphins. Pitts, Chase, Waddle, Smith. At number six, if you get below the top two, you're probably in the discussion for a trade down. And then at 18, pass rusher. It could be Phillips. It could be Pay. Heck, we could even get, it depending on if the run starts before them, if Minnesota takes... Uh, Quitty Pay, and they're not comfortable with Jalen Phillips, it could be Zayvon Collins. Uh, even though Zayvon Collins is primarily a linebacker. But that is kind of the flow chart that I'm expecting to see at 18 based on the insider buzz, based on the wins of the draft, based on what I hear, based on logic, based on what we have seen from the Dolphins as an organization with this management group. And hopefully, as this team continues to grow and there's more stability, we'll get a larger sample size. We can continue to further whittle down and focus our eyes on what we can expect the Dolphins to do. But that's where we stand as of today. Tuesday, April 27th, the NFL Draft, two days away. Tomorrow, we're getting into the big board, the deep dive, the good stuff. Thursday, final seventh round, Dolphin predictive mock. I can't wait. I hope you will join me. Hit subscribe on the podcast. Thanks, as always, for listening. Keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. Have a great afternoon. I'll talk with you guys tomorrow.